Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Icy Old People podcast. The Icy Old People podcast is a exploration of what it is like to be a senior and what the aging process is like, often viewed through the eyes of your host, myself, Dr. Bruce. I have 35 years of healthcare experience. I'm trying to share some of that experience with you and look at aging through the eyes of somebody from the healthcare sector. When I started this podcast over 40 episodes ago, I'm very happy that I've continued with a weekly episode almost uh, every week of those uh, in the last 40 weeks. I did have a a small stop during the early part of the uh, madness that has overtaken our world and uh, that I did did get back on board. Unfortunately, my whole concept of what I wanted to do with this podcast seems to have changed dramatically. It was originally uh, cast in the in the sense of that, you know, I'm getting to be an older person. I recently became a senior and then therefore most of the people around me are seniors and seniors have a lot of really interesting stories. So my intention was to interview seniors, particularly of the greatest generation, the the people who were in their 80s and mid 80s, you know, who were not going to be with us for that much longer, trying to capture their stories and bring them to the world. That ended very, very quickly with the onset of the madness in the world because uh, in my small studio space, uh, it was absolutely impossible and in fact against the law to have somebody sitting uh, two feet away from me and being interviewed. Of course, I know that many podcasts moved on to Zoom type of uh, interviews and podcasting. When you're dealing with a generation uh, in their mid-80s and older, uh, some of them actually approaching 100 years of age are, are the people who are on my list to be interviewed. That concept of using that type of technology is just is just beyond. Visiting their homes and interviewing them there, I was starting to do that before the onset of the madness but uh, there was no way that that could continue as well. Uh, Then the podcast kind of went into a, well, I'll just talk about health and what I think health issues are uh, on my own, and I'll explore different health topics. And then it kind of devolved a little bit further into just a stream of consciousness, uh, what I'm thinking at the time. So I'm really at a crossroads now as to where to go with the podcast. I prepared an entire section today on uh, linoleic acids and how the introduction of seed oils in 1865 with the introduction of cottonseed oil had really changed the health of our uh, society. You know that I'm a big anti-sugar person. I have been anti-sugar for almost my entire life from when I became aware of sugar, uh, reading about the sugar blues in 1972. I would have been 12 years old at the time. That has influenced me tremendously. Through, And I still blame the obesity epidemic that is taking place within our society on sugar. But health problems started well before that. And of seed oils seems to be a really critical point. Uh, the introduction of the first seed oil was cotton seed oil, and then that was uh, f- soon followed by canola oil. At that time, they called it rapeseed. Now they call it canola oil. And uh, then, of course, there was vegetable oils, and most vegetable oils are made from corn. These oils became a very, very integral part of our diets. Uh, Back in the uh, late 1800s, the linoleic acid component of these oils was at about 2% of our diet. Today, it makes up 15 to 20% of our diet. Take a look at the back at the ingredient list on anything from bread to crackers to any type of processed food, and you will find vegetable oils of some type in it. Uh, These vegetable oils are very, very hard to digest. 
and they're actually toxic. I, I was listening to a speaker the other day and he was talking about why are these vegetable oils and sometimes vegetables in general so toxic to us. Like for example, I cannot eat potatoes. I, I have a lot of trouble digesting potatoes. I have a little I have a lot of trouble and I don't like the taste of tomatoes as well. There's just certain things and many, many people will talk about vegetable oils or vegetables in general. And I never really put it into the perspective of why uh, why this occurs but vegetables because they are uh, plants and they are sitting in the ground anchored by roots the way they protect themselves from predators is usually by some type of poisonous type uh, components within them these components then uh, can have reactions within us as we consume them we have to remember that before 1865 before these seed oils started to become commonplace we ate whole foods and if we didn't like a food and it, it made our stomach hurt when we ate it, well, then we certainly stopped eating it. Before this, whenever we were cooking, whenever we were using, we, we were using animal fats. We were using lard or butter. These type, and I still continue to use these two products myself instead of vegetable oils. Evolved over generations and generations and generations uh, eating animal products. Uh, it wasn't until uh, modern time that they decided to uh, tell everybody that eating animal products like butter or using lard to uh, cook your food in or, or make your bread with uh, was uh, somehow bad. And then we've been trained that for a number of generations now so that people will uh, ab absolutely be disgusted with that concept. But that was it. And our bodies were adapted very, very well to animal meat and animal uh, lard and butters, eggs, dairy, that type of thing that we were using animals for. And uh, it, things changed so dramatically. So the seed oil concept here is something new to me. I really started to get into it, start tried to find out exactly what it is about them. And I'm just kind of uh, going into that tip of the, of the iceberg. That's one topic that I, I really thought was kind of interesting and I want to share with you. Uh, just take note of just how much, uh, how much uh, seed oil is uh, in your diet, particularly corn oil, uh, that type of product. The vegetable oil generally will be made up mostly of corn oil. I'm really, I, I just don't know where to go with this anymore. I uh, stopped promoting my podcast on social media. I know I've mentioned that before. Because of that, my numbers just are, are dropping tremendously. I'm actually on, tread, on trend for something called micro-podcasting. And micro-podcasting is where people will create a podcast. Companies are doing this now where say you want to interview your grandfather your grandfather's getting older he served in world war ii you wanted to find out about him what, the, what these companies will do is they will interview him the same way a professional podcasting would they'll create this little podcast that you could then promote on social media and your family would all all um, listen to it i'm actually reaching those levels now in numbers so i really don't know what's holding me back i can uh, i don't know what's holding me back and i don't know what's pushing me on further so I, I'm really out of confused. I still try to think, oh, I shouldn't say this and I shouldn't say that and I shouldn't swear. Uh, but, you know, swearing is kind of part of my nature. I, I often swear and yet I'm not because I'm thinking that I'm going to offend my audience. Well, who's my audience? I've got uh, next to nothing listening to me. Uh, I did have one exception this week. 
I had 30 downloads from France, and they were all different episodes, so I, I'm assuming that it was the same person. Welcome, my listener from France. I can't help but think, uh, of course, with my, my relatively low self-esteem, I'm thinking that maybe you, uh, you uh, downloaded them all and uh, you were an insomniac similar to myself where I have much difficulty falling asleep at night. Perhaps you just were listening to my uh, slow, somber Canadian voice in, in English talking away and it put you to sleep and you've had some wonderful night's sleep. So that's just a guess and I'm just I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek of course. I'm To think that somebody actually downloaded 30 of my episodes of my 40 and possibly listened to them and maybe enjoyed them uh, and got something out of them well. I'm just thrilled about that. So welcome. I already had a very small group of uh, listeners from France and then this uh, person, this fellow, this woman, this madame, this monsieur, they came on board and downloaded 30 of my episodes right from the beginning, right from my uh, concept video. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about going to the gym. I've been going to the gym regularly since last Monday, so today was my eighth day going to the gym. It didn't take long before I got spoken to. And uh, it really upset me. I'll tell you what happened. I was just walking around the track. And what I do is I, I, start, the, uh, I start my workout with a walk around the track for half an hour. I was counting the laps because it takes 11 laps to walk a mile. But then I found I was just obsessing. I was just saying one, one, one all the way around and then two, two, two all the way around. So instead, I just decided to walk for half an hour. So I don't know how many times I go around it, half an hour, but uh, I, I'm sure I'm walking about a mile and a half. So I'm walking yesterday along the track. Somebody comes up beside me. He introduces himself. He says his name's Boris, and uh, he's the manager. What's your name? He says to me, I said, my name. I said, my name's Bruce. I said, hi, I'm Boris. I'm the manager here. I'm thinking he just wants to introduce himself because I'm new into the gym, but it's not the case. He had come to tell me that there had been two complaints about me, one on the weekend and one that same morning, yesterday morning. So I have to tell you that uh, it really was upsetting to me to hear that because I've really, really been trying. Like, I've really been trying. I've been wiping the equipment the way they say to wipe the equipment. I have been doing social distancing. I've been doing everything right. I really want to fit in. I really want to participate in this gym. And I really want to get healthy. I, I really believe that going to the gym will help me with my emotional issues and with my spiritual issues. I really think that two, the three are all tied together. And he says to me, he says, we've had uh, two complaints. They are that when you are walking on the track, and I walk very, very fast on the track, when you are walking on the track, you are not social distancing and people are um, have complained about that. So I said to him, I said, I, I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do when I'm walking. Well, please explain to me what I'm supposed to do. And then he said, well, you know, there's a there's a jogging track on the outside. Then there's the middle track, which I walk in. And then there's the inner track. The s people who are walking very slow or who are cooling down tend to walk on the inner track. The joggers are on the outer track. I'm in the middle and I'm walking very, very fast. So he says, okay, so just move over as far as you can to the left so that you're not in the jogging track, but you're right on the line. And then you go by the people who are walking slower than you uh, that are on the inside or that you are passing. I said, okay, I'll do that. And, uh, and I, he said, uh, I, I, thank you for understanding. And I said, you know, I understand and uh, I certainly will do that. And I really held it together and I was fine. But by the time I got out to my car, 
I was just I was just deflated like here I was at the gym one week and people are complaining about me so I got really upset you know I, you have to remember that just a couple months ago I was in uh, quite a bad depression so I'm working out through this depression little things like that really affect me I pull out my pocket therapist and I, I text my wife and I tell her what happened and thank God for her because she is a really a real sound person and she had a, a great clarity of thought I told her I was in my car and I was quite upset she texted me back and she said uh, she said don't be upset she said don't be upset she said that person that person he or she whoever complained about you is living in fear they might have a health issue but they feel it's really important to go to the gym but they are living in fear they are living in fear of the virus this is not about you it's not a slight against you they are living in fear of this virus and you have to just respect that fact that they are so fearful they are so fearful that their life will never be the same again it's important that you go to the gym it's important that they go to the gym but their fear made them complain about you it wasn't a slight against you it wasn't because they didn't like you it wasn't because you did something to them uh, directly it was just the fear of the virus and ha you have to have empathy for people that are living in living their life in such fear and that really made sense to me it really helped me you know my therapist in a pocket that's what I'm gonna call her from now on because uh, it really put it into perspective it helped me to put it in, in a way that I could understand it and then she sent me a text a little bit later and she said you go back tomorrow she said you have a, a great time you put a smile on your face and you social distance the hell out of everybody and uh, that's what I exactly what I did today I put a smile on my face like you wouldn't believe I smiled at every single person and particularly I was hoping my accuser was was there today because I don't know who it was and I don't want to know but I smiled at everybody and I social distanced the hell out of everybody I made sure I stayed away from everybody but I had a great workout feel really really good I got back here to do this podcast I'm feeling good about myself and I put it in the past and that's good because there was a time when uh, that something like that would bother me for weeks I, I, I would even maybe not stop going or, or quit you know quit my my goal of, of getting into some kind of decent physical shape all over something like that so I went back today uh, got back on the horse as they say and I was uh, I had a great workout and I'm really really happy that I did that so I'm really thrilled that I was able to uh, to get back in there and and participate again I want to thank my wife again for sending me the very positive feedback and uh, telling me and really suggesting to me and, and me understanding that maybe a little bit of empathy for people like my accuser in this situation uh, would be the, mo the best course of action. I actually went to something the other day that was neat. Uh, you know that I've been really rambling on and ranting about masks lately. I think this is the biggest in intrusion into our rights that we could possibly have. It is stinking hot out there. It feels like 34 degrees. 
and people are walking around in masks. It's just absolutely shocking to me that people are not uh, protesting against this and saying no. They are just following along and uh, wearing these masks. I decided to uh, look around and see if there were any like-minded people like myself, and I found an organization called hugsovermasks.ca relatively new organization what it's doing is trying to teach people about the dangers of masks and that they should not be wearing them at this point i thought oh, i'm going to go participate in it and what i thought was a protest and here i am six almost 61 years old i was going to go to my very first protest so i was kind of excited about that well it didn't end up being a protest it, it would end up being more of an information type of a session where they had a tent set up and you know, they had some merchandise and, and they just were, were talking to people about, about masks. But it was great to go there to see like-minded people. And I kind of hung around for a little while talking to two or three different people there, which is unusual for me. I'm not, I'm not a real social person. So that was a real step out for me. But I stood around and talked to a few people, but I was really impressed by how many people were coming up to the booth and asking questions. And that I thought was really, really good. Uh, people in masks coming up and asking questions, people without masks coming up and asking questions. But either way, at least some information is being disseminated about masks. I'm not an authority on masks. I, I, when I speak, I just mumble and humble and I, I, just, I just can't seem to get out what I'm thinking in my mind. But there are people out there that you should be listening to, that you should be tuning into. One of them is Vernon Coleman. Vernon Coleman, catch him on YouTube while you still can before he gets deplatformed. He's a retired physician from England. Vernon Coleman, if he gets deplatformed from YouTube, it's Vernon Coleman. Uh, he's also known as the old man in the chair. He is an older man. He is a very wise man. He releases a new video every Wednesday and every Sunday. Well worth listening to. These are the people you need to listen to. Brian Rose of London Real. He is interviewing, he interviews a number of people. He has a daily show, but he'll interview people like Sherry Tenpenny or uh, other people who that are very, very active, scientists that are involved in this. Uh, so Brian Rose, Del Bigtree, Del Bigtree uh, show The Highwire recently got deplatformed from YouTube, but you could still find it at thehighwire.com. Del Bigtree will bring you the science behind all of this. And David Ick, I think it's Ick, or it might be Ike. David Ike, I saw him for the first time being interviewed on London Real, the Brian Rose uh, podcast. This man is a wealth of information. And these are, these are people that talk to scientists, that bring the science, and they are clear. They are broadcasters. They know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Listen to these people yourselves and make up your own mind. Go to see, listen to Vernon Coleman. If none of the rest, go on YouTube, listen to Vernon Coleman, the old man in the chair. It will, be, it will do you wonders to uh, listen to, to the logic behind this gentleman. So I just want to talk one last thing about, um, and I know I'm getting long, I don't like to go too, too long. The connections in the universe, they, they always amaze me. Uh, just last week I was thinking about my mother, because my mother is uh, 87 years old and she had a doctor's appointment. I was thinking, oh, i got to call my sister and ask her how that doctor's appointment went with my mother, because my mother's been dizzy. And I was out riding my bike and I was thinking, oh, as soon as I get home, i got to call my sister. Within moments of me having that thought, literally within moments of me having that thought, my sister texts me and, and, and I stop my bike and I read the text and says, are you available? I want to call you. 
And there we are. We connected right then and there. I just parked my bike and I sat down on a, on a bench and I talked to my sister about my mom. And then speaking of my mom, it was only a few days before that. I was driving home from a meeting. I, I go to AA meetings every single night to help me with this this relapse issue that I had. So I, I'm driving home from this AA meeting. I'm thinking about my mother. Uh, there was some discussion about family and I, I don't know. I just think about my mother. I was thinking about how you know, I, I got into drinking, you know, quite heavily and, and it became a problem for me. But everyone always talks about their terrible childhoods and at these meetings. And, and I never had that. You know, I had I had a wonderful childhood uh, and there was no drinking in my house. Like there was no like I'm a first generation drinker. And as I'm driving home, my mother calls me. It, 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 the connections are just so real. And then just last night I got thinking about Jacob and Jacob. Uh, he's a guy he has. He's from Idaho. And he has a, a YouTube channel called Parking Thought. And he was one of the very first people to connect with me on my podcast, you know, um, you know, 35 episodes ago of my podcast. I, I guess I, I'm going to call him my friend, but we only have ever communicated through tech or through emails. But I, I got thinking about him because he hadn't put out a new video on YouTube in about a month. And I just got thinking about it. I thought I'm going to send him a, a I'm gonna send him an email and, and just you know wish him best in whatever endeavor he is because you know I've been I hadn't seen him and I was thinking about him so I wake up this morning I as I'm making my coffee I turn on uh, YouTube and there he is because I subscribe to his channel brand new episode released two minutes ago so I think last night when well, he's probably putting the finishing touches on his newest episode somehow I was thinking about him and it came into my mind and we were connected somehow and that's the universe. That's the universe. We're all connected. We're all connected. So, you know, every time I challenge myself about whether I'm going to continue to do these podcasts, I think about how we're all connected. And maybe, just maybe, something I say is going to make a difference. So I'm going to keep saying it. Well, and you know, if you listen to the end, you know I love you. And I know there's only a few of you left. So I really, really appreciate you. So thank you so much. If you were to share this with, with somebody else, that would be awesome. If it helped you in any way whatsoever, maybe you could send me a, a, a text or an email and let me know. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I will see you NT. See you next Tuesday.